inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello and thanks for joining today. Today we'll hear about the impression of increase. What is that? But not very familiar for many of us, including myself. So our guest today will tell us more about that. Let me introduce you Amira Alvarez. Amira is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, athletes, creatives, and rising stars in all fields, achieve their dreams and goals in record time. As someone who has made a quantum leap, going from barely making six figures to making 700k in one year, and then on to seven figures, and has lived to tell about it, she knows exactly what tactical strategies and mindset shifts are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms, and master the art of achieving any goal you said your mind too. Hello, Amira. Hello, Oscar. So good to be here. It's it's really nice talking with you, Amira, and really, um, really curious about more about the impression of increase. But first of all, I would like to hear more about you, your journey to become a coach, a professional speaker. Absolutely. So, you know, I wasn't always a coach. I had many uh, steps along the way in the evolution of my career and everything with 2020 hindsight has made sense in terms of how I got to this place. However, it was in this place as, as a coach where I really learned about the concept that I want to share with you today, the, the impression of inc increase and where I started applying it to both my career, my business, how I showed up with other people in, in everyday conversations, in business conversations, and also from stage, both at my own events and on other people's stages. And it was something, it has been something that has been extraordinarily useful for me and something that I had to really learn and hone um, but once I got it, it made perfect sense. And I'm super excited to share that with you. My personal journey mm -hmm. um, in terms of my business was that I I started just following the, the breadcrumbs in front of me, the things that were of interest to me, the things that I really wanted to do. And I kept taking those steps as quickly as I could in in really looking at where I wanted to go. But in the beginning, it was always just that, that next step in front of me. Now I understand how to do that at a much higher level and help people achieve very big dreams. I was just achieving the next little thing that was in front of me. Mm -hmm. But that was really the beginning of my my career was just following the, the the next thing that really pulled me forward and said, go here, go do this, um, follow this, play with this. Uh, can you can you create a business around this? What if you tried that? And it evolved quite beautifully and actually in hindsight quite quickly because I wasn't afraid 
to try things out and to, and to make mistakes. And I think that was one of the key aspects of really creating both this business and, and a life that I, I really, I love every day. So yeah, you have built uh, your career, so where you are by, let's say, incremental steps rather than a big aha moment, what would you say? So, Oscar, I think it's both. I, I talk to my clients about running the stairs, which means here we are, we're at the, the bottom of the staircase. Maybe we've gone up three flights already, but that's where we are right now. And then our goal is at the top of the the staircase. And it might be an incredible stretch goal. It might be something that we think, how the heck are we going to do that? <laughs> something that seems impossible. And for me, when I was at a particular stage in my business, and I will, I'm, I'm very transparent about the numbers because I think it helps contextualize things for people. So I was in the third year of this business. I was making just over six figures, so 138K. I was proud of how much income I was generating, what I had created in that short period of time. And yet I was working 12, 14, 16 hour days. Mm -hmm. um, I loved a lot of it, but I couldn't scale. I couldn't do more by just working more hours or working harder. And I realized that there had to be a better way. And that was when I started really exploring different ways of getting results. And because the way I was doing it wasn't working. It was working to an extent, but it wasn't getting me that next level that I really wanted. And it was in that year that I said, I'm going to make a million dollars. Holy smokes. And I had no idea, Oscar, how I was going to do that. It seemed absolutely impossible. But mm -hmm. that desire got um, a hold of me. It like hooked my heart. And it, part of me said, that's impossible. But part of me was like, what the heck? What do I have to lose by going after it? Only disappointment, right? Only that feeling like, well, I tried and I didn't make it. That's what was at risk. But if I tried and what if I did make it, right? And everyone has something, some desire, and it might not be quantified for them as a, a financial goal, maybe it is speaking on a particular stage, or maybe it's uh, winning the Oscar or winning the Emmy or, or um, working with a particular person, um, co collaborating in a particular way, being in partnership with someone. You, you might have all sorts of goals, personal and professional. Whatever that is, there's something calling you forward. Grab a hold of it. And then I talk about, okay, so that's your big, crazy shoot for the moon goal. You have no idea. It seems impossible. You have no idea how to do it. And then you have to run the stairs, which means you have to take those incremental steps mm -hmm. from where you are now to where you want to be as quickly as possible. And what most people do is they don't set their sights high enough and they don't move through what's in front of them as quickly as they can. They, they, they let time elapse um, they say, I'll do it in three weeks or six weeks or two months when in fact they could start right now. So you do have to do it incrementally, but you have to do it, do those increments quickly. And how do you run those stairs quickly? And uh, that's what I think. So, so the answer is both. When I 
set that big goal. And then I ran the stairs happily, not with overwhelm, but happily Mm -hmm. as quickly doing as much as I could do in the moment that I could without spinning myself out. I was able to achieve so much more than I ever thought possible. Now, you will recognize in my story that I I got to 700K that year. I didn't get to the the million, which was my goal. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment of disappointment there. But I was also like, oh, my God, look what you just did. That's amazing. And I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't have set that big goal. I would never have made that 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 five, it was a five times of my income. I would not have done that. So does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. You have illustrated it very, very nicely. And the importance of, of course, setting big, big goals, uh, dreams, if you want to call it like that, but then um, strategically go um, after them in increments, but strategically, like you said, in, 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 in a good speed, the right speed. Okay, I think that already start giving an idea of uh, what you have to <laughs> tell us today. So I think now it's time to to hear what is the impression of increase. Absolutely. So this is one of the things that I learned along the way. And there is a book and everyone, um, it's a very simple book, but it's a very powerful book. And I would encourage everyone to purchase a copy of it. It's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles, W-A-T-T-L-E-S. And it was written in the early 20th century. So, you know, quite a while ago. And it's a classic. And, and in this book, he makes an argument for a number of different things about why we are, why Um, having money and making money is a good thing because so many people have uh, limited beliefs about making money. They think I'm going to turn into a greedy person who treats people poorly, or um, they, they think that it's going to ruin their lives in some way. And yet it's also a resource that most people really desire to have more of. So there's this double bind, this conflict, this internal conflict. And he does a great job of really laying out the, the rationale for creating more in your life and having more money. And in a nutshell, I will tell you that the, the reason we are here, you know, to live this life is to live out our potential, to to be more, do more, have more, to expand. And the, the reason for life is more life. The universe is expanding. Life is expanding. And if we as human beings want to expand in our industrialized society, we need the currency with which to do that, which is money. So if you want to Uh, reach more people with this podcast, then you may want to place ads to put it in front of more people. Well, those ads are going to require money. And so you need the money to get your message out to more people. Now, if you don't want to reach more people or you want to do it slower, you might not need those ads. Maybe you need the the money to build your business and hire team. Maybe you need the money to travel to go speak someplace. But money is an essential resource that allows you to have a bigger life. So 
you got to get good with money. So I, that in a nutshell, that is the, the concept that he puts forward and then he helps people understand how to go about that. And it's one of the things that I love teaching. I have a whole course on, on the science of getting rich. Um, and it, where I go into the the methodology that he lays out in, mm-hmm. in a lot of detail, because it's been instrumental in how I've made a massive increase in my income, but also how my clients have. So, so the impression of increase comes in. Uh, before, in, sorry, before yes? we go to that, because you are you're just to, <laughs> starting to tell us that came to my mind. Um, the author who who wrote this book uh, more or less 100 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. What was him? He was a business person, a coach. What was him? You know, he was a he. He was a, you know. I don't think the term coach was existent. Yeah, exactly. Back then, but he was someone who studied. Um, there was there was a period of time called New Thought in America, and I'm I will tell you that I'm not. Um, fully versed in the global impact of this, but it was at a time where people were taking the tenets of Christianity and applying it in a very practical way to life. And they were, they were taking the traditional uh, religious elements and putting those aside and taking the teachings and putting quote unquote new thought to it mm-hmm. and teaching people how to take the the tenants that are in there around creation and apply it to very practical subjects so they were thinking differently hence new thought mm-hmm. and they were thinking differently about the way creation worked meaning creating the creative process the the how do you uh, to put it in today's language how do you like what i teach and this is what Waddles taught as well in his own fashion is how do you achieve what you want to achieve? Because we, most people don't understand that process. We are told get good grades, work hard, um, focus and, and all of that has a place, but we also see examples of people doing that and only getting certain, a certain degree of success or some people not doing that and getting massive levels of success. And so, so what is part, how do we, how do we create what we want consistently and understand that creative process? And this is one of the books that really lays that out. And he's talking about it from a financial perspective, but it can be used to apply it to any uh, goal that you, you or your listeners might have. So if your listeners have a goal of speaking on larger stages, for instance, or on a particular stage, um, it can be used for that as well. And it, and it's, it's how to think differently. So new thought, new thinking about achieving whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I have heard about new thought, but yes. So, so what was some, some trend of some thinkers at that time that uh, were able to to illustrate very well in, in in books like like this one. Yes. Good. So please now tell us uh, what is the impression of increase. Okay. So everyone, turn to chapter fourteen when you when you get this book. Actually, read it first from the beginning. I think it's very important <laughs> to read it all the way through. But chapter fourteen is on the impression of increase and. In this chapter, he says, 
you must be in this world, present in this world, interact with everyone and everything as if you can help them have more life, that you can increase their good in this world, that you can help them have more of what they want, more, more increase of their life. And this is so important because everyone, as I stated previously, and I will say again, because it's so incredibly important, all of us want more life. Mm -hmm. We want to, we want to live more. We want to expand. We want to live to our potential. We want to be, do, or have more. And Everything in this world, we are judging from a place of, is that going to help us have more life or less life? Okay. Mm -hmm. And we know that from what we are called forward towards. Do we have a desire for that or do we not have a desire for that? Is that enticing or is that not enticing? So let's take it, let's use an example that is outside of the realm of coaching or speaking or any of that. Let's say you're in a store and you spot a pair of shoes and you think, wow, those are gorgeous. I love those shoes. I want those shoes. If I was wearing those shoes, I'd feel so much better about myself. Okay. And then you buy those shoes and you put them on and you walk into the meeting or you walk into work or you walk into the party and you feel better about yourself. And then you have a conversation with another person feeling that up-leveled energy and they become in fa fascinated by who you are and what you're doing and you get into a great conversation and then they, they want to do more with you and they, they say, why don't you come on my podcast or why don't you um, apply for that job or why don't you speak on my stage? I, you would be perfect for X, Y, and Z. And then it goes on and on and on and on and on. Now you did not know all of that. And that's not all a given by buying the shoes, but the shoe manufacturer is presenting those shoes and creating those shoes and making an ad about those shoes to help the right person get matched to them that they think that they're putting it out there. They're creating this product because they think it's going to help someone have more of the life that they want. Now, this is a very mundane, simple example, right? Maybe the shoes aren't that important, but everyone has had an experience of buying something small that makes them feel amazing, right? Whether it's a cup of coffee or, you know, a ticket to a show or something makes them feel great, and if we can leverage that as recipients and leverage that feeling great, feeling into doing more and being more and having more ourselves, we're in a great place. Now, the flip side of this, Oscar, is when you are selling something, whether you're selling an idea or you're selling a product or you're selling a service or you're selling yourself, like you want to be on that stage right? You want to be speaking to more people. You need to let the, the decision maker know that you can help them have more life and you can help their, let's put it in the framework of speakers here. Mm -hmm. If there is a 
person who's organizing an event, that person wants to have a successful event. They want their audience to want to come back the next year. They want their audience to have big ahas. That's more life for them. So you as an individual speaker need to impress upon the person who is the the decision maker that you can help them have an increase in their life. And that's your job. You need to impress that upon them. So that is the impression of increase. And then, of course, you want to take that to the stage. If you're selling something from the stage or you're trying to to communicate an idea to someone, you want to help them understand that this idea that you're sharing with them is going to help them have more of what they want in life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, definitely. It's a, it's a very interesting concept that uh, to me it sounds like it's part of persuasion because uh, you are convincing someone, but based on how uh, how you can give them, as you said, give them more life. So, by making them being given a, a gratification to their lives, to their needs. Could you give us some examples uh, who is applying that principle and in today, today? Absolutely. So I think almost every big name person that you see out there speaking on stages, in, on YouTube, on podcasts, um, you will notice that they are doing this. Okay. They are, they are saying, this is the idea that's going to help you. And there's an element to this, which is that you have to be the person that wants to receive that idea. You have to match to that person. You know, if you were talking to me about something I wasn't particularly interested in, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't resonate with what they were sharing. Okay, so it has to be a, a match. But let's let's take. Do you know who Gary V is? Gary Vander mm. Vanderchuk. Yes. Right. He's constantly doing this. Right. He has the little tagline in his, some of his uh, videos. Don't you just want to be happy? I just want to be happy. Don't you just want to be happy? Mm. That is impression of increase. He's saying, I can help you be happy. Here's what here's what I'm doing. Okay. Does this make sense? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. It's uh, used in a very simple way, but uh, exactly what you are saying. Uh, one question to clarify that means that you need the recipient, so the person I'm trying to um, I'm addressing that uh, not, needs to have the same um, same interest as me. I mean, I have to be also a recipient, or yes, absolutely. So to go a little deeper here, Oscar, and, and slightly. In a, in a, it's very much related. So it's good that you picked up on it, but I'm going to go a little deeper here. Mm -hmm. So we live in a vibrational universe. Everything is vibrating. Everything is moving. We know this from science that, that if you look at what seems solid, if you look at it, it under a microscope, it will, it will be moving. Okay. So everything is vibrating, including our thoughts. Okay, they they vibrate at a certain frequency. And if you use let's use the idea of a, a television, okay? Those TV frequencies are everywhere. Okay? They are being broadcast all over the world, okay? By satellite. But your TV needs to be tuned in to that channel in order to receive it. 
if it's not tuned in, it won't receive it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with radio frequencies, same thing with your cell phone, right? It's, it's, there's plenty of phone numbers out there, but you have to be tuned in to the right phone number to make that connection. It is the same thing with our thoughts and our ideas and what we're selling and all of that. Many of the people who are listening to this podcast right now are going to be fascinated by what I'm saying and be tuned into it and love it and will want to know more about it and will will take those steps. And many people are going to be like, it's not for me. What the heck is she talking about? I don't want that. You know, like, and they will, they will tune out. Okay. So tune in, tune out. And so how you're showing up is going to attract to you the, the people who are interested in that. Okay. And, and you will match to it just like the TV frequency and the TV tuner. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So you have to be in the, <laughs> call it one way in the same frequencies as, as what you expect in your, in your audience. Hmm. Yeah. So can you give me an example of like when you've been speaking, the kind of thing that you would want from your audience? Like I want an engaged audience, right? I want people who are, listening, highly, like highly interested, uh, raising their hands, wanting to participate, right? Because I do a lot of participatory type speaking. And so I'm energizing that, right? I am, I am visualizing that I'm putting that out there. And the people that are attracted to that kind of speaking match with me. And they start showing up that way. Now, if I say I can't have what I want and I diminish that desire on my part mm-hmm. and I don't put it out there, I won't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. And you said in, in case of speaking, you want people to participate, to answer questions. That's, that's it. Uh, things like that. Sometimes uh, do the exercise that you want them to do on the, during the workshop uh, and... Yeah, so the, the way you um, the way you uh, radiate the energy, the way you convince them, sound, sound convincing, look convincing, look uh, really enthusiastic about the topic will make a difference uh, between they will uh, reply or not, they will do what you want or, or not. Absolutely. It, it, it's about expectation. Part of this impression of increase, so let me go a little bit deeper into this. So in order to impress upon others that you can help them, you first have to know that you are capable of doing that, to have that internal sense of self, valuing of what you're doing, expectation that it's going to help. You must have that locked in for yourself. Otherwise, you won't be able to communicate it to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that ha- the the opposite happens when when people are, for instance, um, well, one one reason is that you are not enough prepared as a as a speaker. That's that's that will show, and also and with a confidence, right? If some somehow you don't have enough confidence for that, that you really want to speak, 
but you don't have the confidence well that will that will show and i think that's that illustrates what you are saying and being also in a um, in a practical way how we can um, how we can put in, in practice the impression on screens when we want we want to speak you have given some examples but if we can give me other more um, practical advice how to use this when speaking or when you want to express uh, effectively let's say you want to give a webinar in front of the camera so some some piece of advice I think there's so, there's so many aspects to this I think what you said was very important you know preparation is huge it's very it's very um it's very important and then you have to make it your own so so there's a difference between i've seen speakers who who seem like they're reading something by rote you know like they're just trying to hit their lines perfectly and and it doesn't come off confidently it comes off like you're trying to read your lines mm -hmm. and so your preparation needs to be to such degree that you own that topic that it's in your bones it's in your cells you could be dropped in the middle of a new city or in the middle of the desert or someplace else and be asked to talk on this subject and you could improvise mm -hmm. and you could just do it it needs to be so in your body in your psyche that you do not need a script any longer to present so that ownership that self ownership is so critical to being able to impress upon others that you have what it takes you you've got the goods okay and then the second thing i would add to that that i think is very practical is think about how you want to help and serve in this world we like fundamentally this concept of impression of increase if i am saying oscar i can help you increase your life tell me what you want to achieve i can help you do that in record time if that's what i am saying to you which it is right then that's how i help and serve i know that 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 stance that that way that i help you have more life is so clear and it's so mapped to helping and serving what is that for you and for each person in your audience that's where i would really get super clear so that when you are out there speaking you are embodying how you help and serve because that will impress upon others the very same thing mm. yes I, i could agree more about that uh, first of all the mindset of, of serving people to to be ready and to be one of your permanent goals purposes to serve people and and also have the mindset And also be, but tell it. No? As you said, you have to, you have to tell it. You have to make clear for them that you want the servant, and that's your, your ultimate goal. Um, now, uh, coming to this present moment, in which we are living today, things have changed um, in many aspects of life. So many people um, are forced to find new ways of making business. Um, what piece of advice would you give to people who are already or are considering to go in, into the solopreneur way or for small business owners? 
Such a great question. So right now, obviously, there's been a giant pandemic and things have shifted in our economy and there's um, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unknowns about how things are going to play out and what's going to happen. And yet we as human beings are ultimately animals that create the next phases of our lives. And we are pretty in, in, ingenious around that. And the thing that I would give people is right now, without, there's an expression in English, without being an ostrich with your head in the sand, meaning without <laughs> pretending like it's not happening, right? Mm. You also need to not let outside circumstances, meaning the environment that we're in right now, the economic environment that we're in, the social distancing environment that we're in, we, we can't let that determine our vision for our lives and the decisions and, and desires that we have. And that might seem crazy to most people because it's like, well, what do you do instead? This is what it is. And I would encourage people to take a step back. And this is since things are somewhat paused right now, beautiful time to do that. And really going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, Oscar, what do you really want? What's that goal that you really, really want? Put that, put the circumstances aside. Things are going to evolve and shift and get back to some version of normal. Again, we don't know what that's going to look like or exactly when that's going to be, but what do you really want? What's the life you want to live? What's the business that you want to grow? What, how, what, what would get you excited and really enthusiastic to get out of the, out of bed every morning and start playing with that in your mind, start imagining that start letting it be a possibility for yourself and letting that imagination lead you to those next steps that you could take and not let circumstance dictate your creative process, your, your in ingenuity. Because if you start on the inside, if you start with the, the imagination and, and holding the desire of what you really want, that goal that you really want, you will get the ideas, the ways, the means will start dropping in. And this is a perfect time to really play with that and let those next steps come forward and not push them away. Yeah, um that's an excellent piece of advice to uh, to take this time to to reflect back what are the main goals that you really want in in life and uh, find a way to work on them and there are people like like Amira like you and myself and many other people who are always willing to to help others so definitely I I agree with you Amira that is uh, is the right time to to go and chase these this main goals that you want to make very clear about that and work on that. Amira, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Well, I have so many, but this is my, <laughs> this is the one that popped for me uh, for this. And it's from my mentors, mentors, mentor. So it comes <laughs> down a lineage. Okay. 
And this is something that Leland Val Vanderval said. So it's that's my mentor's mentor's mentor. He said, the degree to which a person can grow is in direct proportion to how much truth he can accept about himself. Hmm. I, I just, it, it gives me chills every time I, I read it because it's so profound and it has helped me so much over the years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and why this is special for you? So the degree to which a person can grow, how do we want to grow? Well, like I told you that first year when I was learning this goal achievement, this quantum leaping, if you will, mm -hmm. my goal was a million dollars. I wanted to grow mm -hmm. into being a person who could achieve that because you can't achieve something until you are the person who can do it. Mm -hmm. So I needed to grow and that doesn't stop ever. Whatever your goal is, you must You must grow into being the person yes. who can achieve that. The beingness comes first. Mm -hmm. And if you can only grow into being the person who achieves your goal in direct proportion to the amount of truth that you can accept about yourself, well, you must start accepting more truths about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you must be willing to accept that quickly. And this is part of running the stairs. You're up against a challenge right now. That challenge is there because you haven't grown into the person who is able to sail through that challenge. What truth do you need to accept about yourself in that moment in order to be the person who sails through this challenge? Are you willing to do that? And how quickly are you willing to do that? Are you going to be in resistance to it? Or are you going to accept it gracefully and be like, wow, I needed to learn that. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fabulous. Amira, could you now recommend us one book in particular? Okay, well, I already recommended one, so I'm going to recommend another, if you will. Can yes. I do that? Yes, please. Okay, so I'm going to recommend Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, many people have... Uh, heard of this. If you haven't, please go check it out. Um, if you have, I would, I would encourage you to look at it again. We have a, a whole program that's free to access where I give people a, the PDF of this book. So you don't even have to buy it. Um, it is a phenomenal book. If you study this, if you read it every day, if you apply it, because reading and studying are not enough unless you apply what you're learning. Um, I think it's a fabulous book. It's one of the books that has helped me get to the next level. And I love teaching it. So um, can I share with people where they can go find the teaching on that? Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Oh. Okay. So there's two places that they can go. One is the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And on that page, you'll see a number of Uh, free programs that we have right now. This we are doing this program for free. It's it's really something that we would normally charge two or three thousand dollars for, and it's called the Morning Mindset Club. And right now, I'm taking people through Think and Grow Rich in little five minute audio mm -hmm. uh, 
sessions that teach people a particular section of the book every morning. They get it and they get uh, the audio, uh, some questions for them to think about, to apply to their life, and a little quiz that helps them lock in the learning. And we have a whole community around it. And it's an amazing program. People are loving it. Um, so I would really encourage people to go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Or if you want to go directly to the Mindset Club, it's theunstoppablewoman.com slash Mindset Club. Both of those links will take you there. Well, that's cool. Well, that's an excellent book. I, I read that one. It's um, excellent read, of course. And yeah, it's quite quite cool what you are doing. You are doing like a, like a guided course about the book. So, well, definitely worth to go and 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 uh, and enroll to that to that course. Uh, Amira, finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us doing irregularly, a routine to shine? Absolutely. So I think the best thing that you can do is imagine your talk. Be on stage in your mind and imagine you slaying it, if you will, like imagine it going exactly how you want the engagement from the audience, your energy, how you're walking on stage, how you're holding yourself, the way the words are coming out and get better and better and better at giving your talk in your imagination because your mind cannot tell the difference between what you're imagining and what is real. So the more you imagine shining on stage, the more you will be able to do that in reality. It will become absolutely second nature to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the power of visualization. Yes. Well, thanks a lot, Amira, for that and for everything you have been shared with us today, your story and, and talking about the impression of increase, uh, how it came from the new thought of um, one century ago and how we can apply all this during during this the time we are living today. So finally, tell us how we can uh, find you on the net. Absolutely. So you can find me on all the social media channels, um, Facebook and YouTube in particular. We have a great YouTube channel with all our podcasts on there and um, a, t a ton of teaching videos. Uh, so that's uh, our YouTube channel and under Amira Alvarez. Uh, and you can also search all the social media channels um, from under the Unstoppable Woman or Amira Alvarez. So both of those work. On, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, all of that. So, And I love engaging with people. So please find me there. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Uh, again, it was a pleasure talking with you, Amira, and all the best. Thank you so much, Oscar. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 